Good morning, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Sunday Social. My guest today is John Deggerness with Lucky Grow Supply. John, thank you so much for coming on the Sunday Social Show today. Thank you. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, especially uh, with people in the new can of business that's coming in Oklahoma, what made you want to do that? What made you want to be one of the first wave of cannabis business owners to kind of break into this industry in Oklahoma? Uh, well, I'd be remiss in saying that I haven't always wanted to break into the cannabis business. That, uh, you know, it was something that for a very long time, very uh, interested in the plant and its its benefits. And once 788 passed, it was a perfect opportunity for us to get involved, um, we decided to go down the route of uh, selling grow equipment and the, the supplies that everybody will need to uh, be successful in their in their cannabis. And so let's talk about uh, grow equipment, because I think especially now because it is so new and because there are still so many myths out there about cannabis and you know kind of how it really how it really functions and what it really is and and how detailed uh grows can become let's talk about um just kind of uh cultivation on on just a basic level like I don't know anything about it so what would you tell me would be my first, what would you tell a new person who wanted to get into kind of like growing their own plants or, or what, what would you tell me the best way to get started? So the, the initial conversation, uh, we, we talk about what the person's environment needs to look like because, uh, cannabis is mostly grown indoors just, uh, to keep it out of public view. Um, the nature of 788 was, uh, was to be growing indoors or, or in greenhouses. So somebody coming in, uh, we teach a lot about what lighting's required, uh, what is a more appropriate lighting for uh, the vegetative growth or the flowering growth. Uh, we, we talk a lot about how to um, create uh, your own grow space. So whether that's going to be going into a, a tent that you pop up into a room, and I say tent, but it's really just like a a phone booth almost that it blacks out completely. You hang your light inside there, your plants go inside and you control the, the light schedule. And the light schedule is really what uh, dictates the, the plant's growth. Um, so for vegetative growth, you have it on for 18 hours and you turn it off for six. Once you're ready to start flowering a plant, you uh, have it on for 12 hours and you have it off for, for 12 hours. And that, that's basically what tells the plant to grow. So uh, on top of your environment, you also need uh, nutrients, and, uh, you know, food for the plant to, to consume while it's growing. And, and you also need uh, the, the media that it grows in, whether that's soil or cocoa core, uh, peat, uh, or you're doing a hydroponic grow. And it's just simply a, a soilless media where you're exchanging water um, with oxygen in it to feed the plant. Now, you bring up something that is very curious uh, to me, especially now, how big of a space would you need uh, for a grow area? Because I know like pe some people have them in closets, um, you know, some people have greenhouses. I mean, so if, if you're indoors, I mean, how much space would you need for your, your tent, your, your grow area? 
Well, yeah, and, and you don't have to use a tent. You can use the uh, a spare bedroom or, like you said before, a closet. You don't need a huge space, but what you do need is an area that you can block all light off from, uh, which makes the a tent grow uh, very attractive for some people because they can just simply shut the tent, and it can be in a room that the lights are on, um, you know, perhaps a study or somewhere that uh, that is going to have traffic. Uh, so tents are great to be able to block out all that light. Closets are also just fine. But but really, you just need a, a space with enough area to hang your light and have however many pots uh, in there that that uh, that you're going to be growing. Um, if you just want to grow one plant, then you need a, a very minimal space, uh, enough for one plant size, which could be a two by two area. Um, we sell tents that range in size from uh, three by three, uh, and they're about seven feet tall, to uh, <laughs> a ten by twenty tent. Um, it, it's really dependent on on what you, area, uh, what size area you're working with, and and how well you can control the environment, and of course what you're trying to get out of it. Now, um, what about the the lights themselves? Do you have any kinds of issues like with overheating or do you know what I mean? Because that would be a concern yeah. to me. I mean, I guess you wouldn't just turn your lights on and leave them on like that. Or would you right. have to at a certain point? Well, yeah, um, you, you do have to because the, the lighting is exactly what tells the plant what stage of growth it's in. So you will have to deal with uh, some heat because obviously uh, light, um, it, it creates heat. That's what it is. And so uh, you will have to ventilate that room and you'll have to uh, be able to exchange the air in that room um, to, to, give it, uh, to give it fresh air. Um, the, the biggest issues are when you're using a very high intense light. So there's, there's several different kinds of light. I'm sure you've heard of LED lights. Well, those run a lot cooler and they're, they're not having to, growers aren't having to be concerned with uh, adjusting the environment to, to deal with that heat. Whereas there's some lamps that, uh, that generate quite a bit of heat. So um, you have to actually move the air outside of that room or, or uh, within the, the case that that lamp is in um, and, and blow it outside or, or to some other area. Uh, heat with indoor gardens, it's very important to maintain a uh, a very controlled uh, atmosphere and environment. So, you know, you don't want your temps to go all the way up in the 90s and then all the way down in the 60s. So you'll have to do some supplemental air conditioning or heating, depending on what season you're in. And it, and it gets very specific. We're really, we're trying to, to grow these plants to produce. And so we want to be as specific as possible with the environment. And, and lighting is always what produces the majority of that heat. So you got to have something in place that's going to handle that air exchange. And so as far as the lighting, the size of the lights, it's all going to depend on the area that you have to devote to that and how really how many plants that you want to raise. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how much you want those plants to yield. So uh, some of the, the common terms are um, uh, a percentage of watt for that, uh, that particular light. So if we built you a system and we put you in an air-cooled reflector that 
uh, as I was just said, uh, saying before, uh, a reflector that you attach ducting up to and blow air over the lamp and take the heat away from that lamp uh, and, and out then, uh, and it's in a smaller area, then you wouldn't want a thousand watt grow light because that's going to produce uh, a lot of heat. You would want uh, maybe a 400 watt grow light. So it's not going to produce a lot of heat for you to have to, to pull out. Um, a, a thousand watts, well, pretty much all uh, lights will cover about a four by four square foot area, three by three square foot if you're commercial because you want a really intense light. But for most, most residential grows, a four by four area per light. So if you've got um, an eight by four foot tent, you'd be having two lights in there. And so heat and air exchange is going to be a, a very, very big deal, something that you're going to want to want to deal with and understand way before you really get any plants in that room. And you make a really interesting point about yield. That's one of my big, you know, kind of questions about it is how much does one plant produce? And, you know, as far as the seeds, I mean, what kind of <laughs> seeds would a first time gardener or, or, you know, a first time can grower, what are they looking for? In, in something like that, in the seeds themselves. Yeah. Well, so the first question, uh, how much will a plant yield or how much will I yield, um, is uh, it's very subjective to the experience of the grower and, um, and, and how well they, they monitor and maintain their environment. Uh, what kind of nutrients they're using, what kind of light they've got going on, um, and, and just generally how well they've done uh, growing it. So, Two growers can grow the same exact strain of, of uh, cannabis and come out with completely different results dependent exactly on, on the points I made before. Um, like with anything is, else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, you know, it, it's hard for us to answer that question, though we, we, we want to and we want to uh, really give people uh, a, a ground base of knowledge so they can be as successful as they want to be it, it it's you know once they they leave the store it's really up to them um to to follow uh instructions they've been given and, and uh a regimen with their nutrients their with their feedings that's going to to feed the plant at the appropriate times uh, of its development if they don't follow the the general instructions well you know uh, all bets are off and um you know, we we don't have much that we can do, right? Uh, with the exception of uh, following them home and, and making sure that they followed <laughs> our instructions. Um, Be sure to feed the weed. Know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, as as far as strains go, it's it's really um, there's this there's this wonderful period of of education going on right now, uh, where people are starting to to learn and feel comfortable asking questions and really typing something into Google without the fear that the feds are going to come knocking on their door um, while they're just trying to gain some knowledge and, and information about uh, uh, how the different uh, strains can, can treat whatever it is that uh, they're looking to, 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 to treat. So, you know, typically people ask, okay, well, you know, um, what is indica and what is sativa? But it goes, it goes much further than that. And the the individual terpene profiles, uh, the essential oils that that are uh, developed during uh, during the flowering, those have amazing medical benefits. And uh, and people look at it as, 
well, indica just makes me sleepy and sativa just makes me happy and I want to do stuff. Um, but it's, it's really, it, it's so much more granular than that. Um, and there's, uh, there's amazing benefits to all of the different terpene profiles that, uh, that the plant holds as well. Well, and you know, one of the reasons why I'm a medical marijuana patient is for just that because it's, it's all of those things and it's chemical. It's, it really is an individual chemical uh, treatment and the kind of ailments that you have because it can treat so many different things. And mm-hmm. I like how you bring up that that we, there is both a, 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 a need to provide this education and a want for this kind of canna education that, that I think especially proponents of, of medical marijuana and, the, and proponents of the cannabis business, I think, you know, we need to get together and really kind of provide that for the community and say, hey, this, it's just another form of medication. It's a, it's a choice. It's a, it's a choice for alternative medication. That's right. And, and um, you know, thankfully, through, through our, our own democratic power, we've been uh, a lot of this choice. Um, and, and I see nothing but, uh, but benefit for the, the, the people of Oklahoma uh, to start coming out of the closet a little bit and um, to, to feel comfortable uh, admitting that they've been using cannabis and it, that it's helped them. I think in, in five, 10 years time, we're, uh, we're going to come through with some, some huge breakthroughs, uh, whether it be with Parkinson's, uh, whether it be with uh, dementia or cancer, um, and, and we're going to solve it through uh, derivatives of cannabis. And we're going to be very, very upset <laughs> that, that we've watched so many of our, our loved ones suffer with uh, debilitating diseases. And they were uh, denied access to a natural medication that they could administer themselves and grow themselves. Um, and, you know, I, I look forward to that time. Uh, because there's quite a few people that are still against it and, you know, uh, they're on the wrong side of history. I, I, I couldn't agree more because that, that really is. And I, I think about, about that and close family members and close friends that I've had who, who did not have, uh, the, the wonderful medicinal benefits of cannabis and, and who are not with us anymore. So that is, but, but the fact that we are able to do this now to me being in Oklahoma and being number 30 rather than number 49 (laughs) or 50, um, that really says a lot lot to me about the how you know society in general is is changing the perspective is changing and it does to me as well absolutely and and a lot of the pharmaceuticals i mean me personally i just can't take a lot of those pharmaceuticals yeah so you know it's to me, it's just a, a really great alternative. But one of the things I, I, one of the reasons I wanted to ask you about, you know, kind of the season, kind of the best way is because, you know, even I say, you know, when, when you use cannabis, you go through a lot of rookie mistakes. And so you go through that time where you're wasting a lot of your product, just 
you know, because you don't understand, you don't understand how, how it's supposed to work, you know? And so I think that's something too, that we need to kind of put with our education is, Hey, you know, if you want to learn how to use this stuff here, you know, here's a place you can go to, or here's a website you can go to that will teach you how to, how to roll or, or how to set up your grow room or how, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. kind of a, a, a place where people can go to learn about this stuff guilt-free. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I see a, a lot of really great information uh, coming out um, it just very rapidly. Uh, we've got a, a local Oklahoma publication called Herbage uh, magazine that uh, every month they, they go through um, all sorts of different cultural aspects of, of cannabis in, in Oklahoma. And it's, it's those types of things that, you know, every little bit helps and people are so hungry for more and better information. And, uh, now they can demand it because it's a, it's a, it's a commodity. Um, we, we have now a responsibility. It's, it's no longer in the, the shadows of, of a black market, uh, economy. It's, it's it's right in front of us and uh and people people have the option and the ability uh to to learn and um i think that's wonderful because really oklahoma it it's always been uh, kind of 10 years behind all of the other major uh populated metropolis uh, metropolises and i think we're going to catch up incredibly fast at, at breakneck speeds because you know, now we, we've got arts in Oklahoma, we've got uh, culture, we've got a great food scene. Now we have medical cannabis and, and people start tuning in a little bit more and, and really understanding a little bit more, the more freedom they're given. So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic. I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, windfall for, for Oklahoma and its economy. You know, and that's one of the things that we talk about on the on the live show, Them Damn Indians, is the tax dollars that oh, yeah. are going to be associated with the towns and municipalities that vote to embrace the cannabis business as opposed to those who vote to deny it or try to fight it. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting for us to watch those communities, how they grow, how they mm-hmm. change. You know, and 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 really see um, how how their communities improve themselves. I'm also excited about this because you know, it, I mean, there's you know, you can do so many things with edibles. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just about smoking it. It's nope. it's there's just so many different ways that a person can consume it to make themselves feel better. And yeah, I, a very valid point. And and I. Uh, in my opinion, I feel that more people looking for the medicinal benefit consume it in ways other than combusting flour. Um, they they use the the concentrate vape cartridges, uh, and, and like you said, with edibles, the the effect from from ingesting an edible is very different from uh, from smoking cannabis. You, it's it's euphoric. Uh, you it relieves body pain. And tensions way better than than consuming it through combustion, um, and uh, and people don't know that yet. Uh, they haven't had access to um, to, to edibles uh, and don't have experience 
consuming uh, cannabis like that because it's just never been available. And, you know, and that's that's what I talk about. Kind of one of the rookie mistakes is I think people trying edibles for the first time. You're absolutely right. And I'm glad that I had a really a great bud tender who told me Uh about edibles the first time and how (laughs) um, deceptive they can be when you first <laughs> when you first start dosing because it's like I mean you know if if you if if you smoke it or if it you know use the combustible flowers you say I love that um, you know it's more of an instantaneous thing it doesn't right. last as as long which with edibles you know it's like hey I don't feel anything and about a half hour later it's like whoa <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. you know and and I know a lot of people who who have. I say overdose. You can't really overdose on it, but you can have too much. You can absolutely have, absolutely oh, sure. get to a point where you have too much. And yeah. so that I think is a really important thing, like you say, to kind of tell people that, hey, this it's it, it'll sneak up on you, and, and it's this is different. And 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 with the shatter and the waxes and different things like that too, uh-huh. all of that is is very different from from each other. It's incredibly. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's it's incredibly different. And the concentration value in in uh, wax or shatter or CO2 uh, it, it is um, three, four times more potent than uh, the flower you'd buy at the at the dispensary. Um, and you're right with edibles. I, I mean, I, I honestly I, I need three more hands to count how many times I've heard the story of. I waited two hours, uh, <laughs> didn't feel anything, so I ate another brownie. <laughs> and you know that at the end of the story after they say that, uh, because it it affects people way differently. Um, it, it affects the body completely differently than if you were to, to smoke it. Uh, and so, yeah, people, uh, I have heard that story more times than I can count. Um, for myself, uh, edibles don't really do anything. Um, I could eat uh, a pan of, of pot brownies and, uh, and not feel a thing. Um, it, it, it metabolizes differently with people. And, and that's why uh, it, it takes a little bit longer to get into the bloodstream is because it, it also it, you know, has to metabolize first. Uh, but yeah, with me, I've, I've eaten far more than I, I should have uh, simply because I just never, never was able to, to feel the effects. Um, maybe on just a, a very micro level, but you know, uh, it affects people in different ways. Uh, a friend of mine, you know, I'm, I'm six foot two, I'm, I'm about 200 pounds. I have a friend of mine that's about six, six and, and about 300 pounds. And he just eats half of an edible and, and it's more than enough for him. So, you know, it's, it's very different. Um, people need to, to try a little bit see how it makes them feel, wait, wait a couple hours. If they want to take a little bit more, understand, you know, uh, understand dosing. And, and that's really with, with anything with, with cannabis, you go into a dispensary and they say, yeah, this flower is 24% THC. Well, what does that really mean? I, I, I can't tell you what that means to you or, or that person or that person or that person. It, it uh, you know, it, this particular strain, how is that going to make me feel? Well, I can tell you about the terpene profiles, about the the CB, uh, CBD content, the CBN content, THC, THCA content, but how is that going to affect uh, your endocannabinoid system? I can't tell you exactly. So um, 
this is one of those good times to experiment with uh, with drugs. Right. And I, I love that. And I want to give you an amen, sir. Um, one of the things I did want to talk about, though, as as far as, you know, growing, we talked about this, does, does growing and the cultivation part of it have anything to do with how strong it is? Or is or is that getting into like, you know, cross pollination and things like that? I mean, or is that just the the heritage of the seed? Well, no, it's it definitely has to do with the the genetics of that particular strain, uh, what where it comes from. Um, but you know, for the most part, it has to do with the grower. You know, people joke. Yeah, there's the term Reggie or um, you know the the Dro old yeah, Reggie or Dro <laughs> Reggie or Dro, um, and uh, you know the the Reggie is is that old uh, like Mexican brick weed that people used to get. I call uh, it the Darko ditch, but yes, yeah. I know. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> but uh, but you could take a seed from a bag of that and grow it into a really potent cannabis. Um, it, you know, uh, it just it has so much to do with the grower, with the the nutrients and and the media and the lights that you know you could take a strain that uh, has won a cannabis cup four years in a row or for you know thirty decades. And put it in the hands of an inexperienced grower, and and, and you wouldn't even want it, um, you know, if they if they did something wrong or uh, just didn't uh, didn't maintain it and, and care for it correctly. So no, it, it absolutely has a lot to do with the grower. There is there's so much that goes into it, and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm really thankful that you came on the show today, because I mean I just like we said I want people to understand that it can be done, but there it's it's just like growing anything else, like a tomato plant, or I mean, you're talking to somebody who killed an ivy plant. Okay, <laughs> I mean I think I'm the only person alive that's been able to do that, but I mean I don't know that. It would be, you know, it's like I said, some people probably have have the talent and some people don't. But if I wanted to contact Lucky to Grow Supply um, in Edmond on the Broadway Extension, what, what would you tell me and how would you help me make my growing dreams into a reality? Oh, I, we'd start you off just at the very beginning. We, we'd walk you through the store. Um, we'd explain the, the very small uh, things that you would need just to get started. Uh, we, we'd send you off for a, a month to, to begin your process. We'd ask you to come back in. And then we'd, we'd start by that, that next trip in by uh, educating and walking you through the store, explaining what the next process is going to look like. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind we could get you growing cannabis successfully uh, in, a, in about six months. You'd be able to, to uh, cut down your crop and have uh, have some good potent cannabis for your, your personal use. Um, it's uh, what we do all day, every day. We have uh, we have no no demographic of people that come in here. It's all age ranges, all walks of life. And every single one of them uh, is looking to to be successful at it. So we we take that very seriously. We have uh, classes every Saturday at one o'clock. It's free to the, the public. We we have it on a variety of subjects and specifically just to to educate people and to make them feel a little more comfortable going into this this endeavor. And if I wanted to sign up for the classes, do you have a sign up sheet or do you just show up? 
it's just show up and drop in one o'clock we start uh we start going through it for uh for an hour we'll we'll talk uh specifically about the the subject of that week and uh we have uh, uh of course you know kind of an unlimited q a time since you're in the store and uh, uh yeah we we love it and that's at 7507 broadway extension that's correct. And if you have any questions, you can always give us a call at 405-353-1212. So you heard it here, folks. Um, my guest today for Sunday Social is John Dagerness with Lucky Grow Supply at 7507 Broadway Extension. And um, make sure that if you have any questions, you contact them. And uh, they have classes every Saturday. So if you want to check it out, if you have if you're just even interested in just the information about starting your grow, these are the folks to do it. Lucky's Grow Supply, 7507 Broadway Extension. Make sure that you give them a call because they'll hook you up and they'll help you do it right. Because as we all know, we want to make sure that we do it right so we don't waste our product and our hard-earned resources and supply by just not following the directions that we need to. John, thank you so, so, so much for coming on Sunday Social today. And folks, if you want more information, again, this Lucky's Grow Supply at 7507 Broadway Extension, um, you can go to their classes. They have them weekly on Saturdays. Um, They have a website, and uh, it's actually very beautiful, and they have a lot of information on there. So um, if you want more information, make sure you contact them. They are on social media, so uh, no excuses if you want to get your grow on. John, thank you so much for coming on Sunday Social. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, everyone. Have a great Sunday.